0: Welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast, a place where educators come together to talk about the best online tools for classroom success. The world of education is changing quickly and we want to help you stay ahead of the curve with the latest innovations and greatest technology so that you can build an effective and efficient classroom that leaves you time to focus on what matters most, your personal life. Now let's meet our host, Carrie Conover. Carrie has spent 22 years in education. She spent 10 years in the classroom before becoming an EdTech corporate leader. She now helps educators connect to EdTech companies and EdTech companies connect with teachers. So grab your favorite flare pen or note-taking app and let's get learning.
1: Hey there, E2E friends. It's Carrie Conover back for another super fun ed tech-focused episode. Today, I have a very special guest, Heidi Perry, who is the co-founder of Writable. I promised all of you that in 2023, I was going to start bringing all of these really interesting, really brave, innovators to the podcast. And that's who I have for you today. Heidi, welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast.
0: Hey,
2: I'm so happy to be here. Um, Hello, everyone out in the the internet.
1: Yes. And Heidi, you are in California. That's correct, right?
2: Right. Northern California, about an hour south, right near San Jose.
1: And we were just joking because I'm in Chicago and we're supposed to be getting six inches of snow and you're probably out there in flip-flops, you know, I'm, Hi. I'm a little I've
2: been known to have a flip-flop on in the last week or so, but it's, oh. it's gotten colder again. So I hate to rub salt in your wounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. All right. I made some life choices. This is where I live. I need to accept it. <laughs>
2: but um, Heidi, I would love
1: for you to fill us in on how you ended up where you are today as a co-founder of Writable.
2: Yeah. So um, I am uh, just in all transparency pushing 50 years old. So I've had a long career before edtech. I started in Silicon Valley working in a number of technology companies, kind of in social um, media, in video games and kind of collaborative um, enterprises. And then one of the companies that was was in at very early, maybe four or five of us, we noticed that teachers were using our product. It was a product called Subtext back in about 2011. And we completely shifted the company to focus on education and have kind of will never work in anything ever again. So um, have worked with two startups and a larger company since then, all focused um, in education, specifically on reading and writing. Um, and so I'm happy to have been able to co-found a company and serve teachers um, in about 10,000 districts right now using Writable.
1: Well, I used to teach third, fourth, and fifth grade, and I loved teaching. But one of my least favorite things to do was to grade writing papers. And not because I didn't love my students' creative thinking and what they had to say, but man, was it time-consuming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um So when I went out on the big wide web looking for writing products to introduce to teachers, ed tech tools that could make teachers planning and their um, life easier as writing teachers, I ran into Writable and I instantly fell in love with what I saw. So what is the story of Writable? How did it come to be? And what is your mission?
2: Yeah. So our mission um, is to improve student writing proficiency and get kids more excited about writing. Um, You know, writing is thinking. And if we can express ourselves, you know, both what we're doing now, you know, orally, as well as in the written word, um, we go a lot further in life and writing. I think it's the latest stat I've seen is it's involved in about 80% of careers, no matter what you're doing, you're going to need to write either to express an opinion, to you know, explain an idea. So we really wanted to, to change the writing proficiency problem. Only about 27% of kids write proficiently by the time they get out of high school. And what's more alarming is that sometimes, because writing is so tough to teach, um, some kids get out of high school only ever have, having written a paragraph, right? So um, that's kind of what we set out to change. But the way we got there is we were working in um, the same team that works to, together today. And Writable worked um, for a while at Renaissance Learning and we and we had a startup together before that. And we noticed that teachers who are teaching reading were saying exactly what you're saying. They're like, I wanna assign more writing, but I don't have time to give feedback on it. So therefore I don't assign as much. And so we thought, well, how do we get more students to be comfortable writing? And you know, we always say grow great writers. Well, we have to help teachers first. We have to help teachers make writing instruction easier. Um, and if we can't do that, kids won't write more, right? So that's really the birth of Writable was um, was that insight, really. How do we make writing easier um, on everyone and more and more fulfilling for students? Um, so that's what, how we came to be in 2016. <laughs> if, I, if I remember
1: way back in my education training, when it comes to language, writing is the last step. Yeah. for understanding, right?
2: Yeah. It's it's really the most authentic way that a student has to show what they know or to, you know, if you're reading a, a even a passage in a science textbook or you're reading a article or you watch a video, tell me in a couple sentences what it was about. That's what writing is typically thought of as, as a way to measure comprehension, but it's so much more than that, right? So, yeah. So, we know that it's
1: always about the students at the end of the day, mm-hmm. all of our work as educators, every education student, like ultimately it's about having impact in students. Like that's almost without going, without going, without saying, you know what I mean here. It's, <laughs> it's without saying or stating, but how does writable help teachers? Cause ultimately for me, my passion is how do we help teachers who are so stressed out and, you know, burnt out, frankly, yeah. um, how does your tool help teachers and make their lives easier? Like let's dig in on the tool a little bit and talk mm-hmm.
2: about that yeah and and as you noticed when you were in the classroom, I, on average, you know, and this varies a little bit by grade level, and we service third through twelfth grade teachers, but seven hours a week spent on prep and planning, and you know, teachers are generally spending five or six hours a week on feedback. so and they're already working over fifty hours a week, right? so, the lot of time is those two areas are where we help teachers just kind of make their lives a little easier and and it's really one minute at a time like if we can change three minutes of your life today five minutes of your life tomorrow to make writing easier on you that's that's where we focus and so we're constantly changing the tool we're constantly taking teacher feedback but it's really making prep and feedback easier on teachers um you know, so that they have more time to do the things they want to be able to do, which is like scaffold their students, you know, work individually with students, conference, you know, some of those things they don't have time to do because they're just so bogged down, at least in writing, with prep and feedback, prep and feedback, right? Um, So what we do specifically is we have a huge assignment collection that they can pull from, but everything can be customized. And that was actually one of the huge surprises we had is we thought, oh, let's just make a thousand assignments that everyone wants to use, No, everyone wants to put their own stamp on it, right? So everything's customizable and writable, which people really like. And then we have a bunch of different feedback tools that help them, you know, encourage students to open their arms to revision instead of groaning (laughs) when they have to revise. (laughs) Um, Because everyone's heard, you know, everyone's seen the eye roll or the groan when the kids just want to get the grade back and move on to the next assignment, right? But being able to spend a little bit more time on revision really does help um, student learning. So, yeah.
1: Well, when I log in, because of course I got myself a, a free teacher yeah. trial, when I logged in, one of the things I noticed right away, like I just opened it up and it's, there's a spotlight on women's history, right? Yeah. And this is for the elementary school level or the middle school level. I can go in, I can see the standards, I can see the sample questions, I can see, okay, this is about summarizing, this is about analyzing, mm-hmm. um, stating opinions It's just so teacher friendly as far as like a planning standpoint goes. Mm -hmm. You don't have to dig for anything in Writable, uh, which is one of the things I really liked
2: about it. We spend a lot of time trying to make sure we're bringing the right things to the forefront because there are a lot of assignments and everyone has a different, you know, a different need. Sometimes teachers, and and this is what we've really heard since um, COVID ended is I just need more help with daily writing. I just need more help with give me a high interest prompt, five minutes of time, uh, five minutes of, of writing at a time, maybe an exit ticket or a quick do now when they sit down, a bell ringer. So we've we've seen a lot of success from those high fives, which you'll see if you go to the my assignments page, um, where you can. And we've actually included some AI support in those too. So ChatGPT can help you come up with a really creative prompt, or you can write your own prompt. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're just, we're just trying to support teachers with where they are in the moment. And what we're hearing a lot right now is I need to start from the sentence level up, you know, and I really need yeah. to writing fit into five minutes at a time. I don't have time all the time for a big essay. Right. So that's, um, uh, right. yeah.
1: Well, and my next question is really around how you make students better writers. And I almost want to ask you, one of the things that I saw in the product and ask you if this is one of the answers, which I usually never do, Okay. but yeah. So when I first got in the product, one of the things I thought about is especially where I taught in Chicago public schools, I could have a fifth grade classroom and man, the differentiation I needed to do was crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I had writers all over the place. Um, but what I like I thought about the fact that I could have students who might take a little bit longer to work on an assignment, even if I had differentiated that assignment. Mm -hmm. But if I had a student who got done with their assignment quickly, I love all the like skills
2: practice and like, Mm -hmm. like
1: things that I extension activities I could give my students after they completed an assignment.
2: That's right. Yeah. And I know you just started your account, but one of the things we do is once you start using Writable, it'll actually give you practice recommendations for after they maybe they do a couple quick grades or that one student finishes early. You can actually individually take assignments that each student needs and kind of push it out to them with a little note, you know, so it does help you differentiate in whole group if you want if you want your whole class. And obviously there's usually five levels of writers in every class. So if you want your whole class reading the same thing, there's three levels of scaffolding and you can individualize, okay, who needs, you know, more language frames, who needs kind of sentence starters, who needs just a graphic organizer, right? So you get to choose the level of scaffolding, but then after the assignment to your point, we help point you in the right direction for independent practice or kind of follow-up practice. Wow. Wow that's amazing yeah but you know I, I think one thing that we've also learned about students is they like to have a lot of agency over their decision making in the writing practice and this is something you know even starting in third grade um, giving them a little bit of a choice of writing prompt that that's really a great way to go you know everyone likes a choice if you're writing about something you can still be, you know, assessed or evaluated on the same rubric, but maybe I want to write about, you know, why killer whales should be not in captivity. And you want to write about how rainforests, you know, um, are going away and how that should stop. So everyone has their own decision um, on topic a lot of times in Writable. Um, And then they get to decide how they act on feedback, which is huge. Um, So teachers, it's always teacher guided, but one student could say, I want to use the, I'm going to use these three comments from my peer review and this one from my self-review, and I'm going to use a little AI feedback. And I'm going to go into my next revision because I've chosen my goals as a writer. So that's a really big part of our uh, pedagogy. And it's been, we really built from this, the teacher and the student level up. We didn't kind of start with, you know, how do we service districts like some ed tech companies do? We started with like, what do teachers and students need in the moment, <laughs> in the writing process?
1: Yeah. And that was- a Well, big because process. if you start with the district to please them. That might work at the beginning. Yeah. But you're from a customer success perspective where I come from, that's not going to work because you'll be out because the teachers will kill it. Like you have to start from the classroom level. I exactly. I mean, yeah. right. Because they're the ones who will bubble up it up. So, um, smart move, by the way, from my opinion,
2: yeah, we, <laughs> and, oh, we have this live chat thing in writable where teachers come in all the time, Everything from tears you know, during the pandemic all the way to just help me prep an assignment or I can't remember how to do this or, hey, I'm trying to build out a lesson that's kind of like this. What do you, where should I go in your library? So we're always there for them. And that's been a really big part of our mission is that we, we really don't go to sleep at night if there's one teacher that's still waiting for attention. And that could be at 11 at night, right? So it's been a big wow. part. I mean, our, our engineers stop what they're doing we don't sleep if there's a teacher in need basically. And that's been a big part from the top down of our, of our culture.
1: Yeah. So what are some of the success stories that you've seen? Is there any, is there a success story that sticks out to you or, or that is special to
2: you? That's an interesting one. Um, I think that for me, like one of the first, I guess, student things that, that I loved what we had a, a group of seventh graders working with us in Oregon. This was really early on, you know, we were still trying to refine, do we have this balance between, you know, teacher needs and student needs, right? And and one of the Oregon teachers sent us this video from a student that said, you know, I really am learning more about my, my writing when I can see other styles of writing. And it just made me think, you know, because we did invest really early on in a lot of um, peer review and kind of that's anonymous. So kids who are shy, maybe they're not raising their hand in class and if they have to Peer review someone's work—that's their best friend. They just say, "Yeah, man, that's good, right?" So we did a lot of early um, experimentation and kind of product development around trying to get students to accept feedback from peers and and also act learn about their own writing when they read a lot of other writing, right? Which is how we learn pretty much everything else in the world. So we felt we thought we need to apply that to writing. So that was that was just at the student level one that kind of got me early on. Um, I think then we kind of look at now we're working in these districts where 20, 30,000 kids at a time are writing. And it's been, yeah, it's just been really exciting to see, especially in districts where they maybe write their own curriculum. You know, they, they all start talking about writing the same way. You know, we have the ability to share out assignments and rubrics at a district level. So some curriculum coordinators come author literally everything they do in ELA and writable and because they like the approach to feedback that we're taking. So they might be pulling, you know, readings from Common Lit or Newsela or, you know, different reading partners, but they're delivering them in this way that they're everyone's talking about reading and writing the same way. And that's been really fulfilling to see. Um, and then other districts, you know, use us first for assessment and then they start going, oh, wow, this is amazing. Now we see how 20,000 students aren't understanding citing evidence or, you know, author's purpose oh, let's do some learning with our teachers to to change how we teach those things, right? So seeing those changes in instruction coming out of, you know, really, no one else is really kind of spotting. Everyone focuses on reading, but it's really hard to see patterns in writing. So we're trying to bring those patterns to the surface so that cool. people can change how they teach. Yeah,
1: yeah, there is so much out there for reading. Yeah, there is, but you're right. And I, I've seen companies try to tackle writing and it's often like an extension of the reading
2: tool they've built. Right, right. You Where know, it's skill and drill, right? Where they yeah. sit down in front of a computer and it's adaptive. We've really tried to stay away from skill and drill, right? We want writing to be a process and it's writing is thinking, right? So it's supporting whatever thing you're doing in class, you can usually come up with a way of doing it with writing in a way that's going to get kids really engaged. So, yeah.
1: you know, I, I think- I've gotten us a tiny bit ahead of ourselves. And let's take a step back for a second. I might be putting you on the spot here, but can you actually back us up? Pretend you're a teacher who just came to your website and logged into Writable, got an account for the first time. Like, Mm -hmm. can you explain like what Writable is and what they would see and how they would actually use it? Like what's in there? Because they can't see it and we both have.
2: Yeah. So if they, when you first log in, you know, it's a free um, trial. So you would log in, you would go to writable.com and and log in for a free teacher account. And the teacher accounts are kind of forever free. So you can check out some of the lessons and the the things that you can use. And then you could bring in a class, right? So you would sort of decide, well, how am I going to, you know, you look through our explore area, which is all of our assignments And you would just, what I like to say is it's sort of like shopping for for writing assignments. You go shopping for a minute, think, what do I have coming up? Do I have, what's my next unit? You find an assignment that's more or less what you want to do, but then you may want to customize it a little bit, right? Um, So maybe you want to change the prompt wording or you love a video in there or a reading in there, but you want to change up, you know, add a graphic organizer or change a rubric item, right? So we do see a lot of customization. And I think that's just because in in this world today, teachers are putting their own stamp on things more than ever before. They're not relying on a core curriculum and kind of following a pacing guide like they did maybe 20 years ago. You know, I think the pandemic has made everyone a creator in a way. um, And so we do see a lot of customization. Yeah, and then you would assign it to your students. You would decide, you know, do I want a really scaffolded assignment? Do I want just a quick write? And then they have the choice to find it on... you know, on Google Classroom, you can push it out there. We work with Schoology or Canvas. So you can kind of decide what platform do I want my students to find the assignment on? And then they come in, they go through the writing and revision process, and then you start to use some of the feedback tools to give them feedback, right, and encourage revision. So that's kind of the cycle. Does the, and I know when you're brand new to the site, that doesn't all become apparent until you actually assign the students and see the other side of what that That writing process looks like. And
1: then from a differentiation standpoint, can you talk about that a little bit uh, too a little further?
2: Yeah. So we have collections that are already built out in terms of differentiation. So you could go in to one of our differentiated, it's actually an explore in the curricular resource area. There's differentiated collections. Or, you know, and you could and you could say, like, I want to pick an assignment about citing evidence, but I want some of my students to have a lot of scaffolding support so we're all going to read the same thing and usually teachers will take the reading or the main lesson and they'll model in class in whole group instruction then they'll kind of um you know and maybe they'll read a little bit they'll annotate really really quickly uh, up on their screen they'll kick off the lesson then they'll push it out for the students to finish usually we're seeing writing happen in class which surprised us early on we thought i guess homework's gone but most of the, the writing we see in Writable is happening during, you know, the ELA block. And then they'll uh, we have a screen in Writable called Guide and Grade where teachers can see live rather than opening, you know, 30 Google Docs and trying to figure out who's doing what. That student that's staring off in a space in the back of the room, are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? So there's one screen that lets you open every single piece of writing live as it's coming in. So you can use that to kind of call them kids during a whole group instruction. Like, I love where you're going with this. You can conference with them. You can send them a little message in the app. Like, I love where you're going with this. Try it, maybe try this. Or you can- And that's all live. Like you could be sitting
1: like at a bean table or whatever, like a table- Yep. And kids could all be on their devices writing. Yep. And you can monitor like what everyone's doing. And then, like, you see the kid that's having a hard time getting started, you pull yep. them. You see the kid who's cranking, but like going in the totally d- wrong direction, you pull them. Yep. Or you can just chat with them right there live.
2: Yeah. And so I would say, elementary wow. classrooms like you were in, they're maybe using that screen to pull a small group, like, oh, okay, great. These four kids come over to this table and you can see who's on watch for grammar. So we're using AI in the background to help the teacher see patterns. So you're seeing the kids who are immediately struggling with grammar or who are immediately struggling with a skill. You're then taking that and conferencing with them, right? Whether you do that in person, as you get up the grade levels, they don't have as much time to conference in person. So it might be that they're sending a quick note or they're saying stop by office hours, you know, so depending on the grade yeah. level. Um, but yeah, no, that screen has really changed a lot for us. People are telling us that, you know, it's really hard in a Google doc to have 60 kids writing live and not having basically a game of chat inside those docs when they yes. peer review and stuff. Yeah, so, um, We're keeping the peer review anonymous and we're keeping it all, you know, the, the student doesn't know who they're reviewing and they're reviewing always with goals in mind. So with like a light student-friendly rubric so they're not just like hey man this is cool but hey i really think and we put comment stems in right so they no one is just born knowing how to give feedback to someone else it's one of the toughest things even in our jobs in our personal lives i it's very hard to give your husband or your work partner feedback and so we we help scaffold even that like hey this might be better if you tried dot 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 or i think your thesis could be stronger if dot 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 So it's leading them into a skills conversation, but with a little bit of a support. Um, And so, yeah, teachers then decide during that writing time, do I want to turn on some feedback for them? Do I want them to peer review? Do I want them to take slow down a little bit and self-review? Or do I just want to, you know, kind of have them submit and then I'll do some grading and mark up their papers like you can anywhere. Um, But yeah, I don't know if that gives people a picture of what it might feel like in the classroom.
1: Well, and I think back to... For me, I mean, I would be calling kids up to conference, but in the meantime, I could have a kid who's like four paragraphs in and by the time I get back up to them, I'm like, oh my God. And then they're like, well, back in the that was like pencil and paper. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so deep into this and they like the wrong direction. I don't even know how to get them to go backward, you know, like back.
2: And then. Exactly. And then by the way.
1: And in this it. way, you can catch things early. And it's yes. interesting too, that you're talking mm-hmm. a lot about grammar. I think, I think grammar and spelling um, can, um, can um, uh, stunt kids yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of times from, I was one of those kids because I was a horrible speller. I was not naturally a talented speller. And grammar also didn't really come. It still sometimes puts fear in me with writing. I have to work through that. Like, just write the email. Don't worry, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? I think it stunts kids from writing sometimes.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's something you have to, you know, I do think focusing on grammar too early in the writing process stunts their creativity. So getting, getting their ideas down. And sometimes kids want to speak their ideas first. So they would use like a text to speech or a, sorry, speech to text. You know, they would actually talk, you can, in Writable, you can have students, it can be their choice. They can submit a video, they can submit a, a, an audio clip for their writing, and then later they can turn that into writing. Oh, right. Cool. So it, And that's really been big for our multilingual classrooms is just making sure kids, writing is thinking, and sometimes it doesn't go, no one really sits down and just writes three or four paragraphs, right? You either need a graphic organizer to kind of organize your thoughts, or you want to speak your thoughts first. So giving teachers those supports, um, depending on what their classroom needs. It's so interesting that
1: you say that even sometimes for me, I have people blog for me, um, mm-hmm. just cause yeah. I've gotten very busy <laughs> and, um, in both sides of my business. And, um, it's often that I will, I need to speak. So Taylor, who works for educators to educators, I say, okay, I have a really great idea for a blog post. And I literally just dump all my thoughts on her. I'm like, basically, here's the thesis of the blog. Make this point, make this point, make this point. Okay, go, you flush it out. Yeah. And she just writes everything down and then she writes the blog for me Mm -hmm. because I can't get caught up in the details of it. It'll take me way too long. I'll overthink it. Um, And that's
2: how, you know, you can still have kids do, you know, pair up and write together like that. And then they might, um, so they might be doing like a graphic organizer um, maybe together, but then when they move to the next stage of their writing, which is their own essay, they might be pulling that together on their own. Right. So there's lots of opportunities for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just real world. Like I, I've been having so many discussions lately about how, well, listen, I work in the teacher transition space too, right? There's a lot of teachers leaving teaching. Like we're talking just, I'm having lots of discussions about the state of education and I do think schools are going to have to start changing a little bit. Um, which we won't go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) That's a whole, but one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot is that not every kid is going to be a super highly academic writer. Who's going to write 20 page papers Mm -hmm. one day. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we don't need to prep every kid to be that, but as you said, 80% of jobs need writing. So like what type of writing do we need to teach them Mm -hmm. to do? And, And if they are better at speaking, like, let's get really good at teaching them how to write very good outlines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no,
2: for sure. And I think those things, I mean, no matter what, where you end up in life in terms of a, a job, a career, I think being able to read something, pull out the main points, summarize those things, argue a point, you know, state your opinion and back it up. Like, I mean, if you're in a work environment where you need to say, look, I think we should you know, raise more money to buy a new refrigerator for the office or whatever it is, you've got to be able to like concisely make a point, back it up with your evidence and your reason. Yep. Right? So to me, yeah. it's pretty real world. Um, maybe, maybe you're making a video to convince someone to follow you on YouTube or, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it all starts with writing it down and then maybe you're presenting it orally to your point, yep. but you have to be able to organize your thoughts and and kind of into a flow and a rhythm. So, yep.
1: I love that you have, I guess kind of my bigger point of that rant, rant was thank you. And I'm glad that you have options in there to get kids started in different ways so that they don't get blocked.
2: Yes. Yeah. The the worst thing you can do is feel like you're not supported. You sit down with a blank piece of paper. You don't have any pre-planning supports. You don't have a way to kind of at least start highlighting your reading and making some notes. You know, we have all that too. So yeah, we, we really just try to follow the learner from the first minute they read something all the way through their hopefully third or fourth revision that we don't always, you know, you don't always have the class time to do that much revision, but when you can squeeze in even 20 minutes for a revision, you'll be amazed at what happens. Um, so. Incredible.
1: Well, two final questions for you, Heidi. One is, uh, If you were a teacher going to use a free trial, you're signing up right now while we're talking. What are the first three things that you would suggest for a teacher to do when they get inside of the product?
2: Yeah, so I would think about um, what you, the length and the type of writing that you want to start with. I would recommend starting with a high five, which is our quick writes just because they're quick, they're easy, they're low stakes, they're really engaging. So think of a prompt, go to our, you know, my assignments page, type in a prompt and just come up with something that's a five minute writing prompt in Writable. Um, when you think about how you assign it to your students, think about where you want them to find it. So we integrate with Google Classroom. Do you wanna import your Google Classroom roster? Do you wanna use you know, HMH Ed? If you're an HMH customer, we have their rosters. You know, Do you wanna use, you know, where, where will the students find the writing? And then you wanna think about, um, I would do what we call an assign to me. So an assign to me lets you take that assignment as a student and really kind of look at it for, through your students' eyes and, and see how it feels, right? And maybe you model that assignment up with the students the first day that they use Writable, but you always kind of want to think about what is the learner experiencing in this assignment? So we have this feature called Assign to Me, which lets you do that. Yeah. Does that answer your question or did you? Yeah. That's <laughs> those, perfect. there's three things, but it's, it's really yeah. easy to get started and you get 30 days with your students once they start writing, not, in the, not when they first log in, the clock starts once they start writing, you get 30 days to kind of check it out. And that's usually enough time to do a couple shorter assignments or one extended response and just see how they, you know, the things you should be looking for are, you know, are they engaged? Do they feel supported? Um, If you turn on some of the different types of feedback, do they feel like that's adding something to the writing process that maybe they don't get if they're just sitting by themselves with their notebook, right? So just see how they're reacting to it. That's what we always tell people in a trial. You want to see how you're reacting to it, but even more importantly, how are your students reacting to it? This is the perfect
1: time of year to try something like this. Yeah. The
2: end of the year,
1: you're kind of like, oh, getting, trying to get through the year is the perfect time to like, take some risks, do this for 30 days, like the 30 in April or whatever. And the other thing is, your principals, your school leaders are putting together their budgets for next year right now. So you know, if you really love this product, and you're seeing student improvement, student engagement, go show this after you use it to your principal and say, we need this tool, let's get it. Um, It's a good time of year to do that. And I can say that I won't make Heidi say it. (laughs) But I've been in the space long enough, I know this is when your principals are thinking about what do we want to use next year. So it's a great time to try it. And it's also, you know, Kids are dragging. They're ready for the school year to end too, so it gives them something new and fun to do in the classroom.
2: Yeah, and I actually have a story about that. In the end of the spring, this was two years ago. Um, we had a team in Brownsville, Texas, and they they just made up a really fun quick write about should I be allowed to use TikTok? You know, should my parents you know let me use TikTok? So something really light like that, and they just pushed that prompt out district wide, and they saw lots of engagement. And yeah, it doesn't have to be um, writing. Doesn't have to be a five paragraph essay every day, right? So writing can be a quick write. It can be, you know, state write two sentences on what you think the biggest issue is in your community, right? It doesn't have to be three pages long at the beginning. So yeah, come on in, we're here to support you. (laughs) So where is Writable headed in the future? Give us
1: the good stuff. What can we get excited about seeing from you and your team in the near future?
2: Yeah. So we are really, really, really excited about what ChatGPT is going to do in um, in in all classrooms, but definitely in writing. So there's a lot of, you know, you see, I mean, gosh, I think it was even on SNL, you know, John Oliver, everyone's talking about ChatGPT and does this mean the death of the high school essay? And we're um, building, of course, to help protect against plagiarism, but we're also building a, around a lot more cool stuff that will help teachers like it can actually give you personalized tips as you give feedback to a student. It's sort of like a muse in your pocket. Um, and, and it lets you be more creative in your prep and save time, but it also maybe gives you another idea of like, huh, I've taught the crucible this way every year, the same way. How might I shift that? Right. So we're using it to infuse creativity into the teacher feedback and prep um, process, but we see so much, I mean, just the power of this AI, if you haven't tried it is, um, it's mind blowing. So it's a really exciting time for us to figure out, almost like reinventing what should we be doing in our classrooms based on how we can use this to help teachers. So yeah, that's uh, we're 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 doing a lot of development there, and we're very excited um, and getting a lot of early feedback from teachers. Yeah,
1: wonderful. Well, that is very exciting. I can't wait to watch it all unfold. <laughs> and Heidi, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to teach all of us about Writable. It's very impressive what you and your team have built, and we can't wait to watch it grow. And all of you go over to Writable, get your free uh, trial, check it out. Let me know how it goes. And if you're interested in learning more about various ed tech tools, you can learn in your... Use in your classroom, not learn in your classroom, use in your classroom. As well as learning about our E2E membership, head over to educators educatorscom All the links for the free writable trial and the educators to educators membership are in the show notes. Until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Educators to Educators Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Educators to Educators podcast.